This episode contains graphic details of murder and other crimes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Not Always Polite. Hope you guys have had a great week so far. It's been, you know, November in Ontario. It's been cold. It was warm for a couple days, but mostly cold. So that's fun. But I have my Christmas tree up. It's so nice. I love sitting here and looking at it. I don't know about you guys, but I always decorate for Christmas, like, as soon as possible. I fucking love Christmas. So... Um, American friends, I know it's almost your Thanksgiving, so happy early Thanksgiving. Okay, so something weird happened to me earlier this week. I So I have a personal Instagram account. I have an account for the podcast, and then I have an account for my dogs um, because I'm that kind of person. And I got a follow request from an account, and it's called D-O-G-L underscore O-V-E-R 519, so dog lover 519. Their profile picture is the podcast logo background without the words on it. So they would have had to find that on Google. It's a vintage picture of Dundas Street here in London. So it's not like it's just like a random picture. So that was weird. They only followed me, like my personal account, the podcast account, and my dogs. And the creepiest part is their bio is like a little double face. So I just want to know, everyone to know if anything happens to me, I would never run away just be and if you could like maybe report that account that'd be cool it's d-o-g-l underscore o-v-e-r 519 um i have now blocked them so if you could report them that'd be cool because they freak me out and i'm scared (laughs) okay um yeah let's get on with today's episode so i found this article on the torontostar.com and i thought it was kind of interesting basically the premise of the article was this octagonal octagonal octagon shaped barn in Caledon and it was like the center of this this murder case so um basically there was this couple Ian and Nancy Blackburn and they lived in North Toronto but they used this farm in Caledon as like a little retreat on Tuesday April 7th 1992 Ian who was 57 at the time drove up to spend um the day at the farm now I guess no one actually saw him there but several people that lived in the area, including his sister, brother-in-law, who had property next door, a patrolling OPP officer, they both, all three of them, saw his Cadillac parked in the farmhouse driveway. When Nancy, who was 49, came home from work later that day, she was surprised that Ian wasn't home. So she called some friends trying to find him. Police uh, later found out that a three-minute phone call was made at 7.36 p.m. that night from the Blackburns farmhouse in Caledon to their Toronto home. Now, Nancy didn't show up to work the next day. A week later, the Blackburns were found murdered in the trunk of their car outside of their Toronto home. Over a year before the murders, this man named David Snow was driving by the Blackburn property and noticed the unusual eight-sided barn on the property. So this farm that the 
family owned was called the Cunnington Osborne Complex and is associated with Daniel and Ellen Jane Cunnington, who moved onto the property in the late 1880s. Although all of the components of the complex are significant, the barn, built in 1894 by Daniel, is obviously the most remarkable. The shape provided additional floor space, and the use of light timber framing resulted in cheaper construction costs. The barn superstructure is constructed of milled lumber, and the walls are clad in vertical board and batten. 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 Board and batten. The octagonal lantern and lower medium slope main roof are covered in metal sheathing. A modest lighting rod or weather vane is located at the top peak of the roof. David Snow, the guy who saw this barn, um, he was from Orangeville and ran an antique shop called Simply Timeless Antiques. He arranged for a tour. Um, He met the Blackburns at the farm to look at it. And he said that he was interested in trying to find a buyer for the barn and reconstructing it. When the antique shop started having financial trouble, David disappeared. Around the same time, there was a weird rash of break and enters to cottages in the area. Police later discovered that David had been living a transient lifestyle after he disappeared. He was breaking into cottages and leaving behind several strange calling cards or um, what do they call it in criminal minds? The signature? Yeah, signature, that's it. Now, this is really gross. It, they included feces wrapped in newspaper, bottled urine, and Second World War lists of military equipment itemized with numerical value. So not only is he shitting and pissing, but he's making World War II lists. Like, what the fuck? It's so weird. The police, of course, because why the fuck would they not? Gave him a name. Um, it was the House Hermit. I'm sorry, that's so funny. Um, later, though, it would be something a little more serious. Call They're calling him the Cottage Killer. Police believe that Ian came across David squatting in the Caledon farm. Either Ian or David somehow convinced Nancy to come as well. So that was the three-minute phone call from the farmhouse to the Toronto house. David hogtied and sexually assaulted Nancy before he killed the couple. After the murders, David's violence spree continued. He fled to Vancouver, where he maintained his transient lifestyle, kidnapping and sexually assaulting women at gunpoint. He committed robberies where he'd steal money from the cash register and sexually assault female employees. His rampage included keeping women undressed with their hands and legs bound for days at his campsite. He was caught by police attempting to kidnap a woman in Vancouver on July 12, 1992. Along with being found guilty of first-degree murder in the deaths of the Blackburns, David was also convicted of multiple other offenses including robbery, kidnapping, possession of an unregistered weapon, sexual assault with a weapon, using a firearm while committing an offense, choking, sexual assault causing bodily harm, sexual assault with a weapon, uttering threats to cause death, and assault causing bodily harm. He was later declared a dangerous offender and is serving an indeterminate sentence. He's been declared a sexual deviant. He has also been convicted of several serious offenses while in prison, including assault causing bodily harm, and uttering threats in 2008 when he attacked another inmate and threatened to kill him. Earlier this year, which was 2015 when the article was written, 
Um, the Parole Board of Canada denied day parole and full release of David, as they should, <laughs> I would hope. The board must review offenders um, with an indeterminate sentence every year. According to the parole documents, David did not submit anything in writing to the board and waived his right to a hearing in the review. He has been at his current institution since 2013. Now, David did express to Corrections Canada that he would like to be released to a community residential facility to participate in volunteer activities and potentially part-time employment. So, that's scary. (laughs) The parole report said that Corrections Canada has not supported this request based on his low reintegration potential. Yeah, he sounds like he would not do well in society, but, uh... That's just me. What do I know? So, yeah, that's the story about the octagonal, octagonal barn in Caledon, the uh, Blackburn family, and David Snow. I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at notalwayspolite. Oh, yeah, um, someone else left me a one-star review on the pod, on Apple Podcasts, and I don't care that I get a one-star review, But, like, please, if you're going to leave me a one-star review, please put feedback with it so that I know why you're leaving the review, because then I can improve. But if you guys want to leave me a review on a podcast, that'd be cool. Um, And, yeah, until next time, I hope you guys have a great week, and I will catch you guys next time. Bye.